In the holy name of Jesus, amen. To be a Pharisee was great. To be a Pharisee was to be a member of a club that not only had clear boundaries and identity markers and came with social status, but it was also a membership that was backed by God's command. In fact, the Pharisees were proud to go even above and beyond the command of God. They were, as has been said, even more religious than God himself. Or at least it seemed that way. To be a good Pharisee meant that you had mastered the art of impression management. Your life was carefully ordered so that everyone could see that you were righteous and holy and humble and good. Who knows what was on the inside of a Pharisee? It didn't really matter. What mattered was that you met the criteria. You passed the test. You did all of the things that Pharisees do, and everyone had the right impression of you. To us, the Pharisees in Mark's Gospel seem pretty villainous. They're the kind of folks that you love to hate. And, as is often the case in novels or on TV or in movies, we have the good fortune of seen right through their act. Their hypocrisy is so crass, their judgmentalism is so crude, and their moral failures are so obvious, as Jesus points out. If you look at the text of the Gospel lesson this morning in your service folder, you'll notice that a couple of sentences early in the text are in parentheses. In those sentences, Mark is filling us in on some of the details. He pulls us aside and tells us about the traditions of the elders. How the Pharisees followed rules concerning all sorts of washings. They never ate with unwashed hands, not for fear of germs, but in order to have clear, distinct boundaries, to keep their identity markers pure. You knew whether someone was in or out based on whether they had clean or defiled hands. And then Mark goes on and includes something which to me is quite honestly comical. He says, And there are many other traditions that they observe, such as the washing of cups and pots and copper vessels and dining couches. It's comical because it shows just how absurd the Pharisees are, not satisfied to have ritually clean hands, but even needing to have a ritually clean seat. Even more, in the Greek text, when Mark talks about how they wash all of these things, he uses the word for baptism. He says this, they observe other traditions such as the baptizing of cups and pots and copper vessels and dining couches. We're at a disadvantage as English speakers, but the irony was almost certainly not lost on Mark's Greek-speaking early Christian audience. The Pharisees were so concerned with keeping things clean that they even baptized inanimate objects. In the church, where the language of baptism is inseparably linked with the rite by which Christians are born, 
The very notion of baptizing a cup or a pot or a copper vessel, much less a dining couch, would have been downright laughable. Those Pharisees baptizing all the wrong things, so concerned with being clean when, in fact, their hearts are simply a wreck. However, it's a tricky thing laughing at hypocrites. Spotting someone else's hypocrisy is the surest way to discredit them, but as Jonathan Haidt, a moral psychologist, points out, one of the most universal pieces of advice from across cultures and eras is that we are all hypocrites. And in our condemnation of others' hypocrisy, we only compound our own. Curing hypocrisy is so hard, he says, because part of the problem is that we don't believe there's a problem. It turns out that being a Pharisee is a lot like being just a regular old person. The Pharisees were experts at something that we're all pretty good at, impression management. We work awfully hard to keep things nice and clean on the outside so that everyone will think that it's all well on the inside. This is so innate to human existence because we tend to measure ourselves based on what others think of us. And so we become very, very practiced and very, very good at giving the right impression. This is so explicitly true in an age in which you can carefully craft an online persona that lets you appear just as you want to be seen by others. But it also happens in more subtle ways as we strive tirelessly to have our jobs, our homes, our relationships, and our emotions all in order, to have all our ducks in a row. It turns out that when we let what others think of us be the measure of our worth or our goodness or our piety, we end up, like the Pharisees, baptizing all of the wrong things. Your job, home, relationships, emotions, and Facebook profile can all be squeaky clean, dunked in the font of making good impressions when your heart is simply a wreck. It's relatively easy to deceive others, but the real danger of being a Pharisee is when we start to deceive ourselves. And that's why it's so hard to cure hypocrisy. But Jesus doesn't leave the conversation with a simple indictment of the Pharisees and everyday hypocrites. He doesn't urge us to just be who we are and stop with the act. He doesn't tell us to fix our own hearts. Instead, he says something terribly important about the commandment of God. If you want to measure yourself by the traditions of men, or by what others think of you, or what your own impression of yourself is, you will only ever be disappointed or deceived. What matters is the commandment of God. And here, listen well. What commands does Jesus give us? He says, 
believe in me. He says, be baptized in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. He says, take and eat my body, take and drink my blood. The command of God is not to cure yourself of sin or to free yourself from your hypocrisy or to right your own wreck of a heart. The command of God is to live in his baptism of you, in which he washed your heart and your conscience so that no matter what you look like on the outside, you are clean and holy. The command of God is to eat and drink his body and blood regardless of whether your hands are unwashed or defiled. His food is for those with baptized hearts. It's for those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. It's not for those who've properly washed their hands. It's not for the ritually clean. It's not for those who have all their ducks in a row. It's for you. You're better off not being a Pharisee, as tempting as the nice and clean and well-defined life of a Pharisee may be. You're better off just being a wreck in this great community of wrecks and letting Jesus take care of the baptizing and eating and drinking whenever he feeds you, even if you have unwashed hands. In the holy name of Jesus, Amen.